good evening, good evening, everyone. This is the Economy Report of the Stephanie Little Unapologetic Podcast. Or should I say, Consumer Report Edition. Pardon me, I'm having me some sparkling water and a sip of this leftover iced coffee I make. I make my own iced coffee. Or I buy the cheapest coffee I can find. Which is 99 cent on the McDonald's app. I buy it plain, black, or 7-Eleven when they have it. It's $1.29. But I went into something called Pilot Gas Station and had their cold brew iced coffee. I buy it plain. I, I bring my own um, coffee creamer. I buy plant-based uh, coffee creamer only. It's by Silk. Either Silk makes it. Mocha almond, uh, 25 calories per tablespoon, or the oat milk cookie. This time, oh, I buy whatever on sale. I don't drink dairy. I drink plant-based oat milk cream in my coffee. I have and my iced coffee. Also, put cinnamon in it, and if I have it, turmeric. It gives me a high energy, keeps me going. It's also a good laxative when you mix it in that way. Um, because the average iced coffee is five bucks. Now, do mean that. That's what this report is about. Being frugal. There's nothing wrong with being frugal and saving money. Now, I do have my money hustle. I will not tell you what it is. But, I am happy to say, I got a big headache off my back. My money hustle beside my regular income because as I told you mofo before you cannot after I read the book multiple streams of income long time ago it changed the way that I look at money and you do you gotta have multiple streams of income you just can't have a side hustle you gotta have money hustle side hustle does you no good ain't bring you no income in these high inflationary times um I'm talking to high-income earners. High-income earners, uh, money doesn't do you no good if you can't manage it. If your finances is out of control. I have to say that I got the car finance people. I no longer have a, a large car note. <clears throat> I owe them less. Than, I made a huge financial uh, payment. Now, I have the option of either paying it off in one lump sum payment, or I just pay them two payments. They're going to have the nerve to reset my payment to $150 a month. And the, no, and the last payment due March of uh, 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 2025. I don't think so. I see they don't tap the interest rate on it. <clears throat> That's a big accomplishment, of course I'm able, and I paid down some credit card debt and all that shit like that. Well, I chose to pay the car off, you can say it paid off, because the next, I owe less than what I wanted, I owe less than what I paid my mortgage. Okay, I mean, I, I only owe $800, that's it, that will be taken care of, period. I also work overtime on my day job. 
that we use to pay I have not even got my state refund yet I could use that to pay it off or I can put it in my emergency account but let me tell y'all something that at the time I bought the car the CPO car certified pre-owned car used car the difference between that it was still under warranty it was only two years old when I bought it it was still under warranty it was a lease car turn and I did all the homework on it it was still under warranty now because I know that I use it for personal use and business use I decided to extend the warranty now what you about to hear the day Ramsey and the other white mofos they do not recommend you get extended warranties on cars if you can get a home warranty on a house I say that that is not true because I didn't have um, if you're a person let's say you're retiree or you live in the city and you don't drive much or you're a work at home person and you know you drive less than let's say 10,000 miles a year just say you drive between 5 and 7,000 miles a year you buy a new car or a CPO certified pre-owned uh, used car and, it, and it's still under warranty and you bought at the time it had let's say 25,000 or 30,000 miles on it and it has a 60,000 mile powertrain warranty on it and shit. it's still under warranty um or somebody could have lost their job and turned into 2022 and they couldn't afford it and it turned into you know, and the deal with child 700 let's say 17,000 now or something like that but um, you just basically need a car to get around do your grocery errands maybe go on a couple road trips and all that once in a while cause you ain't gonna unless you a hot heavy road warrior you that on Gary Week. Just say you go once a month. Because you got your, as a retiree, you got your um, your expenses to think about. Your Medicaid, your, um, your medical insurance, your uh, and, uh, and your retirement money is your only income. You got those to think about. You may have a little mortgage or whatever, your apartment rent or whatever. To think about. Your income is limited. Or like I said, you work at a remote worker and you don't drive much and you only need a car this, that, and a third. You may not need an extended warranty. I needed that extended warranty. If I did not have that extended warranty, my car broke down 2021 in the midst of the bullshit, the Peter Bougier, the chip shortage thing. Called a transmission most time your car's in the shop for like a week or two i had my transmission serving on my dodge neon it only took them well i didn't have it replaced i just needed some parts put on it only took them four days to fix it that was like years ago i'm saying this car had now my escape i had had my transmission replaced they couldn't couldn't get a new one, so they rebuilt it. They were able to find the parts and shit like that. that and the third. 
car sat in the shop six goddamn weeks. Now, the extended warranty I had on the car only covered the rental for a week. After that, it, I was on my own. And if I didn't have me an emergency account, I would be up the roof. Because I ran up credit card decks. I had to rent cars and shit. Rental car companies. If you charge you a debit card, they charge you even more. So I ran up credit card debt and I had to um, go to my emergency account and, and clear my credit card debt and all that shit like that. All because of Peter Boudicier and Compton ass. Which eventually in the end gonna cost Joe Biden the election. The chip shortage, the, the, the things, the, the things being at sea, stuck at sea and shit like that. Car parts being stuck at seas and all that shit like that. Shit he couldn't change. Now, for the grace of God, I made it through that. That was rough. Then the inflation hit. And gas prices went up. Then food prices went up. Again, going through, you know, you everybody was going through shit. You know, sometimes I would use, uh, after I did manage the credit card debt down, something it went back up because sometimes I'm using a credit card for gas and shit like that. That's how ridiculous it was. And, I, and sometimes I would work all the time. I wasn't making any money. Uh, podcast income wasn't bringing enough revenue. I had those expenses on top of other expenses and shit. But like I said, despite all that, if I didn't have the extended warranty, that transmission would have cost me $9,000. Well, to get it to get it rebuilt, it cost $4,500. But my portion, all I paid was $250 because I had that extended warranty. I would not only had to pay $4,500, or for a, I wanted a brand new one. If I would got a brand new one, like nine thousand dollars, they would have to pay. But because we didn't have the transmission part because of the disaster known as Peter Boucher, parts stuck at sea and shit. And a lot of and a lot of the parts come from China and shit like that. But like I say, parts stuck at sea at the time. Oh, I don't know how I managed it. I could have had a breakdown, could have went off. It's that third, but I managed to make it calm. Where I live, you don't have public transportation. You have to drive, you have to have a car here in it mark. And I don't have the option of a mower. If I didn't have that extended warranty, not only I would have to come out an additional four to nine thousand dollars and I would still had to pay on the remaining card loan. But these motherfuckers cause they you know what of the white complexion. Maybe for y'all extended warranty is a waste of money. But for black women like me is a motherfucking license aid. Whether I got a new car or a used car, every car I don't have. So I learned my lesson from my first car. My first car was a goddamn 
certified piece of shit Volkswagen. That car sent me into financial misery, debt, and all that. That's it. After that, I'm just gonna um. When I but I know I couldn't wait to get rid of it, so I got rid of it. Boy, got rid of me. Whatever. I divorced it. Then I got every other card in. I had no problem. I either paid cash for them or put a good down payment on it. Luck and fortune, you know, had some smart investment money. Hustle was missing down in the third. Believe it not, y'all. Y'all think credit cards can be a pain in the ass when they get out of hand. I was so glad to get rid of Capital One a long time ago. What's it called? When I, first, when I moved up here, they stopped doing credit all kind of credit card offers was thrown at me. You only need like two to three. Two to three. I have one for my business. Two of them tied to my business. And then I have personal one. You know, a couple personal ones. And then you got the Amazon Prime card. Which is a very good card, actually. And sometimes you can use... I use my debit card sometimes when I buy stuff on Amazon. But yeah, Amazon has is a license. It's it, it way better than buying shit from Walmart because you can't get good shit from Walmart. But anyway, back to the extended uh, car warranty. Black folk, we don't have the option like those folks do. They can go in. The average car life is 120,000 miles before something goes wrong. Okay, maybe 150. My Subaru Forster started having issues around 160,000 miles. I did have a warranty extended up to 120 miles. But beyond that, they wouldn't, the warranty companies, they wouldn't re-extend it for some reason. So I was stuck, and then, you know, I had this, there, and there. But then, the thing, one day, it got up to 180,000-plus miles, or 170-something, I don't know. That's when it started having problems, left and right. Eventually, I had to drag it to the dealer, and they gave me more than what it was worth. And had to roll with it, but it was paid for. Every car I had, Ever since after that disaster of, of the first, uh, 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 of that goddamn Volkswagen I bought, I either paid cash for the car, paid it off. Let me see. I like to keep my cars at least seven years. This will be my seventh year with this one, or at least ten years, seven years or longer. Put it that way. Uh, I don't, I plan to keep this car up to 500,000 miles or more. I'm not into the point where I need a car to break. I just need a car that works. Here And it still looks good. I just need to clean it up. That's all. I don't need to show off for nobody. Especially in these times of high inflation. Like I said, there's no guarantee that Joe Biden will be the White House. And if he do and we get a new president, one of the damn Republicans go in, 
they still, because of the inflation. The minute they take office, the inflation not imagine just pay. They still have work to do, like like get uh, knowing the gas prices and all this shit like that. Of course, y'all can try to hope that Trump going in. Trump will just lie about everything. Lie this disaster was from the um, COVID-19 pandemic. That he couldn't handle. Two, the Ukraine war drove up gas prices too. Just like the Iraq war drove up gas prices. The, the, the Texas pipeline busted. Greg Abbott, the Republicans don't want to take Greg Abbott. Got busted too. The Iraq war, I mean, not the Iraq war, the Ukraine war. The Texas pipeline destroyed by, by, by those hurricanes down in the south. Yeah, y'all try to blame it on the Alaska, the, um, the pipeline up there in Alaska being shut down. Most oil, most U.S. oil comes from Texas, and we importing it overseas. That's a bad deal. I don't like that Biden co-signed this pipeline in West Virginia through North Carolina, through the Appalachian Trail for Joe Manchild, which had raised my property taxes, old bastard. And the infrastructure. We don't know if the infrastructure is good enough to hold it. And I got to say that now, shout out to my prayers go out to the people of Maui and California. The hurricane, hurricanes are very devastating. They do a lot of infrastructure damage. Hurricanes and, and wildfires. Let's not forget that. Now, getting back to what I said. In this inflationary economy, you have to have, you have to be frugal. I decide to be ultimate and frugal. You know, I don't go to restaurants. Like, I I don't, I had cut down my trips. Um, I look for Stone Cold Bar Steel in the grocery store. I hardly buy, I buy meals that last. Shit like that. I will sometimes fill the gas tank up full. Sometimes I fill it up three quarters of the way. They also, if you want to save money, you if you have to leave, you take time off work, go to work, use annual leave, personal leave, whatever, sick leave, whatever. Sometimes you're going to be sick. Especially you got a doctor's appointment. And manage to go to work three or four days a week. Sick leave also can be used for a sickly family member. Sick leave also can be used to go to the psychiatrist if you're having uh, mental difficulties dealing with this. You know. I think they need to sign a bill for everybody to have three timeout days. Five timeout days in a year. Just to deal with this bullshit. Five pre-time-out day. Uh, now, this is why I say 
that the automobile industry, automobile finance industry, of black people reparations. Now, I have respect for Dave Ramsey, financial and and then this, these other uh, white people, this YouTube channel, talking about why you don't want to extend it more. I just told you why. If you have a car that you bought brand new, the average new car price today is $40,000. I was looking at used car. The average used car price is 30, about $35,000 fucking dollars because of inflation. Uh, unless you got cash money that you can afford it. And most people are struggling. Some people doing so bad, they are draining their retirement, their 401ks. I don't want to go to my 401k. I don't want to wipe out my my entire emergency account just to buy, put a dash in it. To put a healthy down payment card on a $40,000 card. You $10,000 ain't going to put a dent in it. And trading, they try to lower your trading I was lucky they, uh, they only, uh, uh, my, I did the Kelly Blue Book on, on my super the rest of the time. They gave me $2,000 more than what it was worth. I can be honest with y'all, it was only worth about $1,500. It wasn't worth a damn. And shit. It had all kinds of issues. The engine was smoking, the gas, transmission, it, it barely choked up. To, I said, whatever deal I got, I gotta get a deal. When I tell you I don't buy shit till the doors fall off and all that shit, it had it got, it got what you call. And I didn't really want to buy one. <sighs> These warranties are better. I seen some that uh, stand cars up to 250,000 miles, 300,000 miles, unlimited mileage for three years. Them the ones you want right there. One that gives you unlimited mileage for three years. Unlimited mileage means you put 900,000 miles on that motherfucker. And shit. And whatever breaks down, you get it fixed. You don't have to worry about it. Uh, don't listen to these people. Ask yourself. See, I have a financial background. And even though... I didn't become a, 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 a stockbroker analyst or shit like that. When I came out of school, I, I was chilling to an insurance base. But I kept, I rely finance magazines and all this shit. I keep up that shit. I'm a wise investor. Most importantly, I'm a wise spender of money. I don't believe in wasting money. Uh, think of it this way. Just say the standard extended warranty will cost you around fifteen hundred dollars for a three-year sir for a three-year contract. <clears throat> Do the math. Fifteen hundred is better than forty thousand. Twenty thousand. Seven thousand. Ten thousand. Seven to ten it will gonna cost you five to ten. What will cost you to replace a transmission? Forty thousand dollars, thirty-five or twenty-five, thirty-five thousand dollars to borrow. 
<clears throat> you only have a down payment, let's say a five thousand. You still have that finance at thirty. Where we at at black people? I'm a black woman at the time. I bought this car. I still had a good credit score. I had like seven twenty-five. It dropped a couple of inches. Um, they charged me seven percent. Steve, white mofo with the same credit score, I get one to two percent interest rate. One to two interest rate percent. The bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, my uninformed black people of America, when it comes to things like this, the more interest rate you charge to a person, the more money they make off of you. With the you-know-whos, they get a 2% interest rate on the same loan, $30,000. And then and they try to stretch it out to six or seven years. You can five years. Now they do seven years. What if you don't have the money? Your payments will be more. Now that's supposed to be good for a black woman like me. But four percent should be black. <laughs> the three percent added on because I'm, I was a black female. It should have been like four percent interest rate. Uh, but I had a down payment of, of seventy five hundred. The trade in and my tax refund. If I ain't had it, they probably would charge me 13% interest. I know how these motherfuckers operate. Anyway, so I got going against that up here. Now, that's right. You can borrow $30,000 on the new car, forty, unless you have a, like I said, a down payment. Standard down payment is somewhere between five and ten if you had the money. Some black folk don't have it. They may have just $1,500. $1,500 got, is a drop of a penny. And so, the less you put down, the more they can make off of you. The average interest rate on to an African-American on a car loan, I'm saying on average, it's probably 18%. Maybe more than that, because some people it's 25 and 30%. Somebody 18%, 20%, and you borrow $35,000 to get the car financed. You do the man. Overall, they're going to make a bit bigger profit off of you than a white mofo with the same bad credit score, but offered at a 4% interest rate, the interest rate that a black person like me with good credit should have. They're going to make more money off of them, off of you, than them. And you probably make less money than they do. See, that's what you call systematic racism. It doesn't matter how, unless you have cash. And I do mean cash, cash to buy the whole thing, even to buy a house. They tap on extra point interest rate point because of your color your skin oh they use all kinds of shit you single you old you got this you can have two credit cards with two hundred dollar bounce they use any and every damn excuse just to charge you extra interest rates on everything and 
that's why I say, ladies and gentlemen, black people, that is one industry that we should be collecting reparations on. The banking, finance, and car finance, and housing mortgage industry. Both of those industries. That made a ton of money, and believe me. Oh, let alone auto repair shops and all that shit. Black women play, pay more for cars than anybody else. It's already known for record that women over the whole pay for more car repairs than men. And black women pay the biggest, healthiest price for auto repairs. And that's why the best thing you can do is buy one of those. That's why I got these machines. The ODB uh, meter, I got a battery tester that also checks uh, everything. So when I take this shit through the dance, when I take these cars in, and I know what's wrong with it, I have the receipts on a goddamn diagnostic uh, meter. I also got a power pipe battery cable that has one built in too. $99 on Amazon. The other thing caught me $35. ODB sensor is right under, the, you hook it up, it tell you the spark plug or the battery, the alternator, or tram, or whatever it is. The car I have tells me, because it's programmed, when the time to replace the oil change. If it's spark plug, it's a light out, this, that, and the third. I don't pay them to pay my, replace my light bulb. I replace my own damn light bulbs and shit. Now, this is something I should have did years ago. Taking the automatic, um, automotive repair course, you know, maintenance stuff. Like oil changes, spark plug, this, that. Um, and I know you know, every 30 to 60,000, every 30 to 50,000 miles, you should have your transmission changed. Every 45 to 60,000 miles, you should have a transmission tuned up. Have your spark plug every 25 to 45 miles, sometimes 30. Just things to think about. Fourth, the other maintenance things like your oil changes and all that shit. Some cars is five, some cars is three, sometimes five, buys it 7,500. You just got to know these things. The more you experience and buy and all this, that, the more you know. Every time we pay, we pay more interest rate. I, I, I never rented furniture. Fuck the rental centers of America. Know that shit. Interest rates drive up finances. The more interest rate, the bigger the interest rate, the more they make. But let me let, let you hear what these more folks. It's easy for them folks to say, don't get this and that and third, because they always have access to capital. But now this inflation is the great equal. Like, oh, they borrowing, but they paying bigger interest rates too. Now is not the time to buy a goddamn car. It's time to get up or, and get out there. A new Ford vehicle. Or freaking house. Unless you had that more money in the Mega Million lottery or something. Shit. <laughs> He's sneaking up on me. I want to bring up a point though, Kimberly. Um, which, I don't know, we haven't mentioned it yet in this video, we've mentioned it in other videos. You can negotiate on extended warranties at the dealership. I know for the three of us, like, that's just common knowledge, but someone watching this video might not know that. So if you are interested in purchasing one, yes, you have your kind of, like, credit.
now, if you will finance, you know I finance through the credit union. They still charge me seven percent on on the damn car loan, but my payments were cheap, cheaper than that because I had that down payment, and the car didn't cost that. The ones that you'll be offered at the dealership. If you're in the market for these things, no matter what, negotiate them. Just don't negotiate them with us because we we only make five hundred bucks. We can't negotiate off that five hundred bucks. We need to make some money, but. Because I have no children either. Because people are keeping their cars longer. And don't nobody want to go out there and buy 40, 30, 30, 40, or not even 20. Five thousand on a brand new de- on a used car with hundred fifty thousand miles on it. I pay forty thousand for a brand new car and shit. And you got other things and, and sh- that's why the extended warranties are selling more than ever. Which is not a bad side hustle investing. Shit, now I think about it. Fifteen hundred better than five or seven thousand. Fifteen hundred better than forty thousand dollars. You ain't got bought fifteen hundred dollars. I do know because the front end is making really nice growth right now. Um, it seems I'm hearing more and more and more that the back end. Well, you motherfuckers don't know. We pay a high price. We lose our job $800 payment on a damn car. It gets repossessed. It stays on your credit report forever and shit. Unless I guess you file bankruptcy. But then the bankruptcy, it stays on your credit for seven years. Y'all mofo not so y'all don't do it either. Y'all get more breaks. When you black, especially when you black and female, Cause they think you dumb as hell coming through that door. Um, you pay a heavier price. Extended warranty is not for everybody. But as black women, you need one. Because you ain't got time to eat motherfuckers. They'll tell you point blank that your car ain't no more good. You need to buy a new one. Unless you got... It's not worth going to your retirement account or draining your emergency account unless you got uber, uber money in your emergency account or, or investment account. And I do mean uber, uber money, like $200,000. Because you, you got 100000 and then you take 40000 or 30000 out to buy a car and over 10000 on the damn thing, it's going to put a dent in your wallet. It ain't worth it. Everybody know when you drive the bitch off the parking lot, it loses. It ain't no value in owning no car. The only value in owning a car that the motherfucker still work. Period. Shit. Values in real estate and, and investment money. That's where the value is. And investment instruments. Like CDs, IRAs. 
gold investment account and shit like that. How yield injured. So do the people that sell you that sell you the car loan, they make more money. Room left in the finance office. So learn from YAA and go do it. And that's to your point, Dad. I think you said it was like 100%. The bottom line. The bottom line that manufacturers need to um, stop giving you them short-term warning. With the threat of electronic cars on the market. It's time that deep my they need to extend no warning. I don't mean a hundred thousand amount. They need to extend those warranties to two hundred fifty thousand miles and ten years. That is why Hondas and Kias uh, are selling right now, outpacing Toyota and Honda in the U.S. market because of the ten-year one hundred thousand mile warranty. Do you know who else has that? Mitsubishi cars also has a 10 year 100,000 warranty. And Chevy makes the worst cars. I know Ford cars can be iffy. But actually, I got them other than the, what you call it, uh, 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 dying on me. That is the best car I had since that uh, Dodge Neon. Believe it or not. I had a Suzuki SS before I got rid of it real fast. I sold it and traded it in for that Subaru. <sighs> That's all. Why can't the manufacturer extend the warranty? They're going to up the price. The deal is upping the price. Because they're trying to make up for their inflation, for the pandemic, COVID-19 car losses and all that shit like that. And the disaster of the chip manufacturing disasters ain't the people. You know that gas costs are in danger. That's another that they raise the price because of the competition of the electric hybrid vehicles. Just trying to squeeze more money out of the average consumer. You got to give something if you want something. So you want these cars that y'all overcharging due to inflation. Because the fear of the electric vehicles, like they are too ridiculous. I would not buy one of those things. I don't care if it is a tax credit. Your engine blow up. And now, I don't know how the warranty work with those things. Plus, much driving I do with electric vehicles do me anger. They should be cheaper than gas. I would have thought that the electric vehicle would drive down the price of gasoline vehicle by $10,000 at least. No, they're going to up it, and the inflation has something to do with it. It's stupid. They need car companies, they need to extend the life warranties of these, what you call If Honda and Kia can do it, so can the American companies like Ford and Chevy and Buick. GM, make a long story short. GM should be doing it now. I thought they're getting a lot of their parts from China any damn way. 
Toyota and Honda can do it too. It's like 200% markup at times in these types of products. Not necessarily all of them, but on extended warranty, yeah. So negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. And I can't wait to see the data next year. Something else uh, continue to go up. People are in here. You know, extended warranty. You can do quote. <clears throat> you can do <clears throat> quotes and pick and choose plans online too. But you say a home warranty a waste of money. If the appliance is less than ten, most new houses come with ten year um, warranty on the appliances. But once that 10 years, um, you had that house long, or you buy a house like mine that was a couple years older and the reason that you need it. I ain't got no damn $15,000 face, no, no high vacuum in it. That's crazy. A new appliance set cost about $7,000. Inflation, we the extended warranty. Anything a warranty So I think AARP recommend these kind of companies too. Um, the different reviews that we have of Car Checks, Car Shield, this one versus that one. Yeah, so I Car really Shield, yeah, that's a note. Every day. It's a good resource. Links down below. All right, guys, thanks for your time as always. Thank you. If you Thank get them extended on a yearly, year or two, you're not really losing no money. <clears throat> Now, if your car, some of them, I don't know, they still doing it, have too many mechanical issues, a lot of the extended warranty company is not going to, what you call it. That's when you think about if your car goes shitty, or before it goes too shitty, buying a new car. It's a foreign car and the parts are more expensive. 
to see a return on that investment. Not surprising, since extended warranties can also make a lot of money for those who sell them. The Better Business Bureau recently issued... Oh, cool. This is After receiving hundreds of complaints about companies selling extended auto service contracts and suggest using extreme caution when considering buying. A better plan would be to take whatever money you would spend on an extended warranty then instead put that in an emergency fund. You have the money available if you need a repair or you can put it toward your next car. But if, like Mike, you find comfort in an extended warranty, Consumer Reports urges you to read the fine print, considering things like the length of the plan, the coverage limitations, and, of course, the price, which, remember, can be negotiated just Don't mind me, I'm just dollar. eating a peanut. Good stuff to know, right? Well, Consumer Reports also suggests focusing on buying a car with a better-than-average predicted reliability rating and then, of course, properly maintaining it. You can probably maintain all you want to. The people that supposed probably may, may not be fixing it right. Okay, this is what Dave Ramsey said. Unless you good with fixing cars and all that shit like that, then you don't need I mean, I actually know how to fix a car. Put, put parts, transmission, engine parts, and, and <clears throat> fix the radiators, the pumps, and all that shit. Nothing. Car insurance doesn't cover car repair. Only in the event of an accident. That's bullshit. Now that sounds like BS. And buy insurance on your tractor in case it gets stolen. No, I not through all state. No, I bought it through the tractor. Um, okay. Cancel the crap with Kubota and pay the people at Kubota off. They've combined some kind of bogus extended warranty with uh-huh. some kind of coverage. And I'm not sure you even have theft insurance on your tractor. Tails, you should have commercial Oh, uh, uh, it's short. Okay. Well, yeah, you get an insurance company that covers farming insurance. 
Why can't Hartford do that? Oh, okay. That way ain't good with now. Okay. 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 You got ripped off at the purchase. You paid way too much for this insurance because they rolled it and they combined it together with basically what is an extended warranty on the tractor. The tractor already had some warranties and if it's a brand new Kubota tractor, they actually make a very good tractor. And so if it's a brand new Kubota tractor, you probably had almost no trouble with it uh, and likely won't. They're very reliable. Right, it's new vehicle like that. It it automatically come open. Sit right or fine print. Exactly. They even got some outstanding warranty on last. Now there's something to know. How car shield rejects claim for car repair. Tight deadlines. I need my time to be on the work. So I keep all my The main reason why people uh, uh get those things is because of the transmission and the engine. That's the main reason why the thing sell. It may be radiated. And that too. It's a beautiful day out today. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Of course, uh, I'm here at the shop today, and I got a very important reason why I wanted to really start this video off um, as soon as I as soon as I got into the shop. Hopefully. Uh, well, you can buy a car from the auction. It got need for warning. Vehicle car warranties or service contracts that all of us are, you know, we get approached by, we get solicited on, and of course with used car purchasing, um, or even when our new car warranty runs out and we get into a uh, an extended program, we want to be aware of the shortcomings that some of these third-party warranties and service contracts will Unfortunately, all right. So, one in particular that really has us going here at the shop 
and the clients that have purchased them is CarShield. There are many others, but in particular, CarShield is like the, the, the one that's broadcasting the most right now. Uh-huh. And we have to tell you that from a professional standpoint, there are so many shortcomings in that service contract and so many loopholes that clients that purchase them are really getting the short end of the stick. There's no question about it that CarShield is really, they make it very difficult uh, for you to put a claim in and actually get paid. Also, also, let me make this, if you do happen to have one of these extended warranties, well, the one thing I did know, and when I had my transmission repaired and fixed, they automa- it, it, it had an automatic two-year warranty extension on it with no extra cost. So if you get a new, if you get your transmission on your engine replaced, that's your transmission, and it's brand new, that ask about the warranty. But brand new, it should have at least a five-year warranty on or three-year warranty on it at least. Or four-year. Just say, yeah, four, three to five-year warranty on it. Or they, they put a brand new engine in the car, too. Ask about it. Find out about where it comes from. If it's a manufactured replacement, like a Ford or a Honda engine and all that. Um, make sure you it, it will, it should be, it should have its own, that part should have its own. And of course, being live, we have all the noises that go with it. So, look, I want to give you a couple examples that we see here that we have on the lot today that were car shield clients and they were declined their claim, even though you would assume that the reason why the car failed would. A lot of these warranty companies will do that shit too. You got to be wet. A lot of agents don't tell you. A lot of, if you had like pre, a lot of them won't cover if it's like had pre-existing issues, mechanical issues, like faulty transmissions or uh, engine gasket blown or uh, mufflers and shit like it radiate. They use that, so beware of that shit. That too. Does not match up and is capable of electrical. Electrical. Car Shield says it will take care of the alternator too. Engine and transmission. Well, it could take care of the engine. It could take care of the transmission. But it will not take care of the components in between. So this is a loophole that they get you on. So this person is out. 
because you got to remove the transmission to install the flywheel, right? And it's a shame because they're good people, hardworking, and they put their trust, faith, and money into a product that basically sucks. There's no other way around it. And it is a shame because Car Shield is being promoted by a lot of your Hollywood actors, your sportscasters. I wouldn't get Car Shield. And I don't have Car Shield. They have no clue what they're representing. And the biggest one I would use is Ice Tea, right? So the actor Ice Tea is on telling you, hey, my car is protected by Car Shield. Well, let me let me tell you that. That's true what he's saying. Now, a lot of times, the manufacturers have extended warranties, too. If you check the website or service plans. What he says is the truth. But it's not by contract. It's not by a warranty contract. Car Shield Incorporated could be be paying all of his car and maintenance bills, no matter what he drives, no matter what Bentley he rolls in, no matter what Jag he might have, no matter what Tesla he may have. He's compensated, right? He's not buying a warranty. So Car Shield targets elderly. They target low-income individuals. They target people who have high-mileage vehicles, and they prey on them. Even myself got a solicitation from uh, CarShield, right? Saying that, hey, by the way, your, your new car warranty is running out, and, you know, maybe you forgot to sign up, but here, let us, give, let us show you our policies. So they're very good... People that had over 300,000 miles on their car and 500,000 miles, you ask them advice, what keep it going? Or when they had their transmission or engine replaced. So I'm going to show you another example that we have on the lot today. This one's a little bit different, but nonetheless, the young lady purchased the contract. It's, a, I think, a 2006 or so Nissan Maxima with a lower end knock to it. Okay, so... Granted, it may be a case of a little bit more poor maintenance, but nonetheless, she had a contract. So here's the other example that car that car. Another thing they try to get if you don't keep up the maintenance on the car, they try to deny you a claim too. You're going to have to pay for discovery before they may take on the claim. So in this particular case, right, we have a lower end knock. So they want us to confirm that the engine is bad. Well, in order to confirm the problem, the absolute problem, we have to spend almost $1,800 worth of time and labor to discover what we already know, what we can hear, and what any adjuster with common sense would come out and go, yeah, I get it, right? But no, CarShield, to protect its back end, We'll have us, once us All right, time is right now in the episode. So this, I'm going to make a part two of this. Okay, this continuation of this episode. It's going to be called The Economy Report. What black folks should know about auto financing and extended warranty. Something like that. And you go, by the way, you have to take on the burden. You have to pay us to discover 
He talking about car shield. Is it worth getting your car extended warranty? That's what I'm trying to say. That is absolutely horrendous. But it's a loophole. Legal? Sure. Remember the adage, it doesn't have to be fair, it just has to be legal. And they play that up all day long. And even if you look at their website, they have a tagline. The small things matter. Something like that. And it's so ironic because they get you on the small things. But what really irritates me the most is how they prey on people who have no clue what to do. And they promise no more car repairs. Never pay for a car repair again. Total BS. Total BS. Total BS. And you can take it any way, any way from there. But... The reason I jumped on this because I really want you to—I want everybody to really understand that there are good warranty programs out there. There are good service contracts. We do know which ones are good, which ones are bad. Car Shield, bad. X, triple X, quadruple X, X all the way through. Do not get involved with Car Car Shield. And there's a few others that we can name, but nonetheless, I really had to come out and tell you two people who have put good money out and. They're probably financing it, and they're probably paying tons of interest on everything, and they can't take advantage of it. These cars are going to go back and sit, not being used, until they can come up with the funds to fix the vehicles. A real shame. And that's terrible. That's it for today, all right? I hope everybody's having a great day. It's absolutely gorgeous out here. Um, I hope you're having the same type of... This is another report. Don't bother buying extended cars. Consumer report. Who usually do good? Um, who you can do reputable things? You're buying reliable brand or model. Your car may not need lady repairs during the nighttime park. That may be so, but what you, if the mechanic uh, say it may you just may be missing a nut or a bolt on your engine or transmission? You just need one little part, and then, then they tell you, "Well, we got to replace the whole thing. It's gonna cost you eight thousand dollars." And not only that, you may buy a new car. Oh, I've heard that before. Then I just put out my warranty card. Bam! I don't think so. Don't get me a new transmission. Shut the fuck up. This is like the second one I had. I mean, the third car that I had a transmission issue with. That needed a, a transmission repair. Fix it. Shut up. I don't tell them to shut up. But I pull out that, that warranty card. It shuts the ass up right then and there. Especially when the car, it, it, when the car is practically new and still under its original warranty. That's when those things. But he right, some of them ain't, some of them better than none. The damn um, car manufacturers all the time have extended warranties. So not just the dealer selling you a warranty. Sometimes the car manufacturer has them.
Chris Mattrolls here today. We're going to talk about extended car warranties. An extended car warranty is a service contract that drivers can purchase in order to pay for repairs to a vehicle's major systems, including the transmission and engine. If something on your car breaks down, your warranty provider will cover the costs, and you will only be responsible for paying a predetermined deductible. Every new car has a manufacturer's warranty that will cover major mechanical repairs, but these warranties usually expire after three years or 36,000 miles. Once your warranty expires, you can purchase an extended warranty directly from the vehicle manufacturer or from a third-party company. Extended car warranties can cost anywhere from $1,000 to $3,000 depending on your car and what type of warranty you purchase. For example, a bumper-to-bumper warranty is the most expensive as it covers all the vehicle's parts and systems. On the other hand, powertrain warranties only cover what moves the vehicle, so they're less expensive. From a purely financial standpoint, extended car warranties usually aren't worth it, especially if you drive a reliable car and have enough savings to pay for breakdown repairs. But an extended warranty might be worth it to you solely from the added peace of mind if you drive a car that has had issues before. Now that you know more about extended car warranties, you're ready to start looking for one of your own. For Wallet picks for the best extended car warranties, just click the button here. He he says which one was. There's another guy that I'm out about. If you buy a new car for thirty thousand dollars and it breaks down, you feel like you lost your damn money. Buy a certified pre-owned used car, a car that's still on this original warranty. Josh, I recently found a great deal on a three-year-old gently used Honda Civic. It's still under warranty. Everything that the original warranty covers and then some told me it was good for seven years from that date, the date we were talking. So Josh agreed to pay $1,200 for seven years and 100,000 miles of hassle-free coverage. But when Honda mailed him his Honda Care paperwork, he said, uh-oh. It was only good from the year that the car was... Paul, where they got him at is, is for the year that he... um purchase the car which is still under the, the regular warranty not when the warranty about the best one to get it when it about to expire now when i had to have my car fixed the warranty was almost about to expire so i got my money's worth out of the home phone and because i got the the, the, the transmission fixed it extended the warranty on it for another two years and shit Turns out this is a common complaint with extended warranties on used cars because there's a lot of confusion over when that warranty actually started. Josh says he was specific with the salesman. He wanted coverage on the six years of his loan. We can offer you this, it'll cover the term of your loan. And he sold me on it. But it turns out many manufacturer extended warranties, not just Honda, start from the original in-service date and expire at 100,000 miles. So the Don't Waste Your Money team spoke with the GM at Josh's Honda dealer who said the salesman may not have clearly explained Honda Care, which led to a misunderstanding. However, after the dealer learned we were getting involved, he agreed to add another year free. Josh says that's good, but still not what he thinks he was promised. Bottom line, read the fine print and ask some tough questions when you're buying an extended warranty. Mm-hmm. And yet all the dates 
writing so you don't waste your money. I'm Joanne Burton, 7 Action News. And I fell careful. Oh, really? Yeah, you do. Good Lowe's, even, even there you go, even, even uh, uh, store like Lowe's, Lowe's extended warranty, buy, beware, this is a trip, extended warranty, you gotta wash these home, these, um, these home warranty too, shit, it's the little things, it's a BW. Visit your Volkswagen dealer today and lease the all-electric 2023 ID4 Pro for just 349 a month. Limited inventory available. In today's video, we're going to go over two different scenarios where people want to cancel their extended warranties that they purchased on their vehicles. Whenever you cancel an extended warranty or any product, you need to do it through the dealership that originally sold you the vehicle. And if you stick around till the end, I'm going to be sharing with you a secret tip going to help expedite that cancellation. Okay, scenario number one. So you bought your new car and you love the feel of it, the way it drives, the way it looks. You even feel like you got a pretty good deal on its price. But you can't help this nagging feeling that maybe while you were in the finance office, you overpaid on that extended warranty that you bought. Maybe you didn't see the actual price of it because it was rolled up in your agreed monthly payment. So, you get home and you start digging through your paperwork and you see a whopping $3,300 added to your purchase order in your bank contract. You also find the actual vehicle service contract, the price is on there too. Scenario number two. You've had your car for about four and a half years now and you're ready to trade it in on a newer model that has more safety features that you want. You paid your loan off a year ago to the trade value on it for the new one. Then you remember, wait a second, I still have extended warranty left on that. What do I do about it? Okay, so for scenario number two, what you're going to do is after you have purchased your new car, you're going to make a photocopy of the purchase order. That purchase order has the information that the dealership needs in order to process your cancellation. So what you want to do is either circle or highlight your name and address with the date. You want to show that there's proof there's no lien to be paid off, the VIN number of the trade, as well as the mileage. Now the next thing you're going to want to do is put this in writing. So you're going to want to write a note, like this one. Please cancel my extended warranty immediately on VIN number. We purchased the Toyota Corolla in January of 2018. It's important that you put that down so that they can easily find your record. I've traded in this vehicle and I have attached the information you'll need for the cancellation. Please call me if you have any additional questions and I always like to put thank you for your immediate attention to this matter. So these are the two documents that you're going to want to take to the dealership in order to cancel your extended warranty and do remember, stay to the end for an added tip to expedite this process. Let's jump back to scenario number one. So the more that you're thinking about the money that you spent on the extended warranty, the more you're thinking about what you can do with that $3,300. But hold up for a second, let me tell you how this works. When you cancel an extended warranty on a vehicle that has a loan on it, 
That money goes back to the lender and comes off of the principal amount of the loan. Your payment will not change. It will stay the same and you will owe that much less on your loan. Now there is a period of time after you purchase an extended warranty that there is what's called a flat cancel. And that means 100% of that money, the $3,300, will come off of the principal amount of the loan. It's generally 30 days or 60 days. After that, it will be a prorated amount. So just keep in mind that you're not gonna be receiving a check back, for example, for $3,300. So you have a decision to make. Do you wanna go without that coverage and owe less on the vehicle, even though your payments may be staying the same? Or would you rather keep it and have the coverage? That's completely up to you. The cancellation process will be the same as it was for scenario number two. You're just going to want to make sure that you take a look at the cancellation section on the policy itself and find out how many days you have to do the flat cancel where you get 100% of the money taken off of the principal of the loan. Alright guys, thanks for sticking with me this far into the video and now I'm going to give you a little tip. Whenever you want to cancel products that you bought on your vehicle, you probably go to the finance manager that sold them to you. But many times, here's what can happen. The finance manager may sit on that cancellation until after the beginning of the next month. Why? Because they want to make sure that they get paid on that product for that month. Whereas you want to get that cancellation completed as soon as possible. No. I'm going to eventually, I'm going to go to a video of how people manage to have 500,000 of miles on their car. So generally, in my experience, selling service contracts is a lot easier to do with financing. And it's difficult to do when you're selling cars between five and $7,000, okay? Because when you get a car under five or even from, nah, I'd say when you ever get a car under five, you're attracting a certain type of buyer. When you get a more expensive car, like 10000 then people are more interested in protecting their investment. People under five or said, you know, they'll say something like, oh, I have a mechanic and it's fine, you know, uh, or they'll say something as a, uh, in the sense of, hey, um, can I take it with me or do I have to do it today? Can I think about it? That right there is an immediate no whenever they say anything like that. And I can't tell you how many times people have said that to me and it was a no. So it's a lot more difficult in my experience to sell a service contract cash. It's a lot easier when you're doing finance, okay? So just a couple tips. When it comes to selling service contracts finance in my course, I give several tips. And uh, this video, I'm probably going to add to the course. I'm not sure if I'm going to offer this video for free yet. But Let me just say this. If you have the means to pay off a large debt, I ain't saying like a house. Just say you have an extra five, six, seven thousand dollars, and you have the means to pay off a large debt like car payment or credit card debt. Credit card, unless it's outrageously ridiculous, pay it down. Pay yourself first. The difference between a car payoff and a credit card 
once you pay your car loan off, that's it. You're done. Credit card, keep them just low, low bounds. Try to get them down to under $500. Typically, or $200 if you can, under five, $500. Keep a real small balance on it. Just say you got a $5,000 credit card limit like I had. Uh, 500 or below is good. Because most likely if you take a vacation or you rent a car or you uh, rent a hotel or Airbnb or whatever, you're going to use it again. Just try to use it wisely. Look for hotels or whatever Airbnb deals or verbo whatever you think deal and make sure they legit because you know those those Airbnb it could be a damn rape is so creep advertise once your car is paid up I know this for a fact I don't pay up about four or five cars since this millennium I do mean dating back to 2000, the early 2000s. I can't tell. This is my fifth or sixth car. I don't know. Anyway, I don't pay them off all. So, once they paid off, it's a relief, child. You don't even mind going to get new brakes or, or, or oil filter change or, or getting an engine flush disaster. You don't even mind paying for that shit. <coughs> And you prove your credit score when you pay that. You, you pay off principal, in, some pay down so some of the principal interest you on your house. You prove your credit score fast. Expensive component. Now you don't want to say too much. You don't want to say, oh, it's going to cost three thousand to fix this or three thousand to fix that, because you, that might backfire on you and you may turn the customer off. So that's a big ticket item. Basically, what you want to do is uh, you want to say, hey, you know, this car has. Think about a light bulb, you know, that goes for a long time, but you never know when it's going to go out. So that's one example that you can use there. Another one is that you can factor it into the payments. You can say, okay, so the payments are 300 but then if you get this warranty, we're totally covered for years, I don't know, two, three years. The payment's only going to be 310 so 300 to close the I'm tired of buying it. You know, the thing is, is that the monthly payment. I love cars. Don't get me wrong. I get tired of buying Now that I'm in my right. 50, and I just want to be the little old lady, like them little old ladies with 500,000 coming out on, on their car and they keep them going. That's what I want to. It can be fully protected because if there's a breakdown, these people aren't going to be able to make the car repairs, right? Because they're living paycheck to paycheck and they got to factor everything into their budget, okay? That's true. So those are two examples for you, the light bulb example. Everything's working properly now, but you never know when something's going to go out. This is a car, and uh, things go out eventually. And just factoring into the payment, it's really not going to make a big difference, especially if they're going over a long term, like four to five months. It could even be something from 300 to 305 or 306 a month. This is no real big difference when you look at it from a monthly perspective. Remember, down payment and monthly payments factoring into the budget. And at the same time, being rest assured and having peace of mind that if something does majorly happen to the vehicle, that you'll be covered. And then 
you won't be all worried about it because it's not going to be in your budget for people that live paycheck to paycheck, which is most people, most people do not have savings in case of emergencies. So those are That's scary to live paycheck, um, paycheck. Check out the course if you're new to finance. This is a fantastic course and it gives you tons of information to become a finance expert. Check in the description regarding that. Uh, like, comment, subscribe. Check you guys in the next. No, you never want to spend money unnecessary you have to. You buying a car because you want to be a big person. I wouldn't recommend it. Especially you do you do a lot of driving like me shit. It doesn't pay to keep buying cars. Even if I had a remote uh job. I'm saying my my um, travel vlogs. Like I like to do my travel vlogs on my podcast show. Everybody needs to take a road trip, whether for business or not. Okay, this is Scotty Kilmer. He sometimes he get good car advice. But I'm gonna see what he said. Of course, he's saying it's a scam. I think auto financing is a scam period. Toyota is got a reputation to have good service plans, so I understand. Well, I did a little research on the internet and found out why. The answer was simple. It turns out that when they're selling you one of these extended warranty plans, the commission to the sales guy is almost 50% of what you're paying for the entire insurance policy. So they're making the money selling it to you. And conversely, that means that half of the money you're spending goes for a commission. So the insurance policy is only worth half of the money you pay for. That's a great deal for the salesman, but not such a hot deal for you. As an example, I had a customer with a Volvo that brought one of those extended warranties on a used car. And he brought it to me, and I looked, I said, well, the rear man sealed the engine's leaking oil. So I called up the company, and they said, oh, well, that's not covered under the warranty. You have to realize that an extended warranty is just an insurance plan through an insurance company. And guess who decides what's covered and what isn't? The company itself. And when I read through the guy's policy, I told him, I said, the only person that could really comprehend this policy would be a lawyer slash mechanic, because there were legal terms, but there were also mechanical terms. So you're not going to find too many lawyers slash mechanics to help you out. And to make matters even worse, I had another customer who had a Fiat, and they bought an extended warranty from a third party. When they brought it over here, I found out that it needed an alternator. I called the 1-800 number, only to find that the company didn't exist anymore. It had gone bankrupt. I find if you mm. buy a car, like a Toyota, a Honda, something that's really going to last, you're better off money that it costs for the extended warranty just put that in the bank and use that for repairs and you'll probably be thanking scotty years down the line we don't 
spend any of that money on the repairs that would have been covered, and you still have the money that you would have wasted on this policy. But there are times uh, you advise my customers to buy a warranty policy, and that is when they buy the wrong type of car. If they buy a Mercedes or a Jaguar, by all means, buy a policy, but buy it from the dealer where it's going to be stood by. Right. Oh, cool. They can make commission. That's anything. In 18 years, Grant Gill will become an M. Well, again, if you don't want to pay out of pocket costs if your transmission dies, or you need to replace the engine and shit, or you need an alternator, you know, make sure you read where it says electrical. Or buy a Hyundai. Or Mitsubishi. Buy a car with a 10 year, 100,000 mile watch. But like I say, 3,000 is better than buying a damn new train emission on a car. Finally, I got my hands on an electric car. It's a 2021 Chevy Bolt. Now, of course, they didn't give me that. looks terrible. I don't know how some of these cars get put on them. Take it down at Tennessee. Miles drive to work, so it's 32 miles commuting. And since it's small and it has 360 degree viewing around it, the cinch to park in insanity of Washington, D.C. I've been there and I know. Now, the yeah, of course, that's a small city. A little electric car like that uh, would do in a city like that. But highway, long distance, I don't know. It's too small. And it's hideous too. It don't look comfortable, John. That's another thing about cars. With me. It, I got a car guy feel comfortable for me to drive. I don't know why those things ain't dirt cheap. Should you buy an extended one for you so you're good to bad? I ain't going to go into it.
can't let me see that black woman. How you know before you pull that brand new car off the lot? It ain't a limit. That's interesting. 95. So what's the issue? Well, in 2021, the BBB issued an alert about American Auto Shield warning customers about a pattern from complaints. And a year earlier, the BBB issued a similar alert for CarShield and gave them an F for the company's misleading sales and advertising practices. CarShield countered with a lawsuit that says the BBB is biased. You know, we've done 6,200 and something claims in Georgia in the past 12 months and paid out about $8 million in claims. There's a lot of happy people in Georgia. And I tried to get her fixed. Last November, Olivia made her very first claim. It was the transmission. In CarShield's favor, Olivia's claim was approved. She even got to pick the mechanic. But here's where this gets confusing, because now you've got three different companies involved, including the mechanic. And the car worked with it, it didn't work properly. So, well, that's kind of a big thing. The owner of King's Automotive and Collision Claims, he got approval from the warranty company to use a salvage transmission versus one rebuilt. CarShield says not true. We don't do salvage transmissions. That may be. But after two attempted repairs, the warranty company paid the bill $2,200 for a car that did not work. Foot on the gas, boom. I told Ms. Lee that she needed to probably contact our warranty company. I didn't know any of this after the whole process was over. After... I'm gonna roll this back. You got three different companies involved, including the mechanic. And the car worked with it, it didn't work properly. So, well, that's kind of a big thing. The owner of King's Automotive and Collisions Claims, he got approval from the warranty company to use a salvage transmission versus one rebuilt. CarShield says not true. We don't I'm just talking transmission. about that. That may be, but after two attempted repairs, the warranty company paid the bill $2,200 for a car that did not work. Foot on the gas, boom. I told Ms. Lee that she needed to probably contact our warranty company. I didn't know any of this after the whole process was over. After months without a working car, she bought a rebuilt transmission and paid Amco to install it. Hey, baby girl, I'm going for a ride. 
drives great. But Olivia had to cough up $3,300 until we got involved. Thank you very much. Thanks for renting, Ms. Lee. King's owner agreed to issue a partial refund for $700, and CarShield, as a goodwill gesture, agreed to pay the rest. Here's the takeaway. A used car warranty could be a good thing as long as you do a pre-purchase inspection, something you should do no matter what. Mm -hmm. Next, you want to keep up with maintenance and keep all of your records. And finally, if your claim is approved, ask the warranty company to give you the chance. When you look at when you look at a used car or think about buying one, take a picture. You got a camera phone. Get that VIN number and run that shit through before you just finally decide to buy the car. When I go around looking for cars new and new you well especially on certified pre-owned cars are still under warranty. But you still need to look up the VIN number to find out the history. Uh um see if it had any act you can go to Kellybluebook.com to find out if it had history of accidents or recalls or anything like that. You can that. pay the mechanic, but only... And make sure you get a good mechanic. I heard Amco does sh- shitty thing. The best mechanic are the ones at the deal. Now, I do know this from experience. When I had problems with my transmissions with my pre-rate car, because those things do break down, especially when the car goes over 150,000 miles. That's when your transmission will start having mechanical breakdown failures and shit. I always took it back to he's a certified licensed professional transmission or the dealer transmission. I don't worry about doing cut my deductible. I'm just gonna pay two hundred fifty dollars. I don't care the dealer charged the warranty company twenty thousand dollars they were like ten thousand whatever they charge on my deductible is just gonna be two hundred fifty dollars. You gotta look at that. Too. $250 is a hell of a lot better than $7,000, $5,000, $3,300, or whatever she paid. That's all. They do work. I had three damn cars that I had uh, uh, get us in the morning. They do work. You just got to find the right one. Or you're going to continue to keep buying cars and shit like that. The more cars you buy, less you rich with money. I haven't, I haven't seen uh, uh, the more... I haven't seen rich, rich people don't even buy brand new cars all the time. The more and more you buy, and the more debt you're going to keep accumulating. Now... I'm gonna tighten cars with 500,000 miles.
know what? The secret Achilles heel part of now. long as you keep the car yeah you gotta uh you gotta pay you gotta pay for maintenance and all and service and but the more and more you keep buying cars you either gonna drain your emergency account or your retirement account your finance or keep buying much more you keep buying the more and more debt you gonna be into now let me see what this old man Old man get around, shit. That's what I use. Full synthetic oil.
experience. I, I found out what's the best. If I was to guess, I'd like to see him hit a million miles on that car. And so uh, I don't know if he's going to last long to be in the car. <laughs> Maybe I should use that shit. 532,7 miles to get to long lasting engine. You shall see. Castro is maximum performance. Sell the eight Chevy Express thirty five hundred. We drive hundred thousands of miles every day. Hey, good afternoon. Chuck here with Apple Drains. You want to know how to keep your car, truck, van running for 500,000 miles? Let me show you two secrets that I've learned over the past 30 years. So today we're working on a 2008 Chevy Express 3500. This is a one-ton van. It's just like a truck. It's, it's got a huge 6.0 liter engine in it, and we tow things with it every day. And what we're going to do first is change the oil. And you can see what it calls for is 5W30. And here's secret number one. Secret number one high is to mileage. use valve oil. And That's what I, I always have used a high mileage or synthetic in these trucks and vans. And we have run our vehicles, you know, for years. And this is secret number one is make sure that you use valve oil. I don't think there's a better oil on the market. So we get our wrench onto that oil plug and loosen that up then we can just spin it by hand make sure you have your container to catch your oil and if you just run your truck or car or whatever it could be hot so be careful there we go and we'll let that drain you see our plug actually this oil looks pretty good but uh, we're going to change this oil with Valvoline. And coming up is secret number two. I have used Fram filters ever since I was just a young boy. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, this van has 500,000 miles on it and we drive it every day. I don't think there's a better filter made. Let's go ahead and change the filter. 
so you can see <laughs> this is a quite dirty truck and this is a fram filler let's see if we can clean it off here so you can tell right away this is a fram filter and yeah we drive our trucks through the mud and dirt and this is what happens you know it just gets all dirty under here that's not hurting anything sometimes we wash it off though get it nice and clean let's pull this filter out kind of locks in place Driver puts one million miles on the court. Pick up with 500,000. Dexter Mills talks about cars for a living as a certified inspector. This is our 2000 Honda Accord. But these days, he's talking more about his own ride. And it's been absolutely phenomenal. His work car that's been a workhorse, traveling 65,000 miles a year. I still average about anywhere from 440 to 460 miles out of a tank of gas. Fuel efficient and reliable. It's why he's kept it 19 years. Three engines later, even the car guy is stunned at his recent achievement. Three engines. When it goes to 999,999, I took a picture and then I started to drive and I'm waiting for the odometer to hit a million and then it, it doesn't, it stops there. One million miles. Mills stresses the importance of regular oil and filter changes and says the way you drive matters. I don't drive cars hard. I, I typically drive it um, in a non-aggressive manner. You could say Mills loves his car. I agree. Especially now with high gas prices. I, I sometimes slow down on the highway myself. It's been an excellent car. A car that's been driven the distance to the moon and back two times. Joe Fisher, WREL News. Hey, you're driving down the road, you step on the gas, your car doesn't accelerate right. What could be wrong? Well, it could be a lot of things. Check the simple things. Make sure your air filters clean. Make sure your spark plugs aren't worn out. These are
sensor is good. In this case, it's been replaced, so it's not bad. You can also have a bad oxygen sensor, but you can see this one's new too. It's all shiny. It can also be a catalytic converter this Dr. Clock. If that's the case, your temperature gauge will run slightly higher and you'll lose acceleration. So if you're lucky, you just need an air filter or spark plugs or have to clean the mass airflow sensor. Price went out. Drive down the road, you step on the gas, your car doesn't accelerate right. What could be wrong? My 2017 Honda, over 500,000 miles, wasn't the cost of driving. Can't last, six pickups can last 500,000 miles. Acura, summer of performance event going on now. We'll see. Oh, I'm about to turn in and go to bed. I'm tired, child. Pickup trucks are the lifeblood of the American car industry. If there's not a pickup truck in your driveway, there surely isn't the neighbors. Trucks today are capable of accelerating quicker than some sports cars, climb mountains, and can now tow up to seven tons using conventional towing. Yes, that's a lot of towing, and not to mention off-roading. But it doesn't matter how capable these pickups are if they are not reliable and long-lasting. So, we dug into IC Car study that provided information on the longest-lasting trucks to reach 200,000 miles and beyond. They based their methodology on 11.8 million pre-owned cars sold in 2020. For each model, the number of cars with 200,000 miles was mathematically modeled. And these six light-duty trucks came on top with highest percentage to stay on the road beyond 200,000 miles. Before we begin, if you're new here, feel free to subscribe for more contents like this. And now, let's go. Number 6, Ford F-150. The Ford F-150 has been the best-selling pickup truck in America for 25 years and counting. There are a lot of reasons the Ford truck has enjoyed that success, but at the heart of it, reliability has been the feature that puts grins on the faces of their owners. And reliability depends heavily on the performance of the piece of machinery that makes the truck run. The engine. Over the past decade, Ford has introduced four different engines for the F-150, and while all of them performed well, some were better performers than others. Having a dependable engine is one piece of the puzzle for a truck to withstand many harsh conditions over the long run, it has to have a durable body frame. The F-150 is made from military-grade aluminum and has been tested in off-road races. The newer trucks have triple amount of high-strength steel, which more than likely increases the pickup safety as well as its longevity. As per IC cars, 2% of Ford F-150 showed over 200,000 miles on the odometer at the time of their sales transaction in 2020. Number 5, Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Pickups like the Chevrolet Silverado are hugely popular because they are durable and can handle abuse for years. When you want a long-lasting pickup, you are obviously going to want a vehicle that is dependable both on and off-road. 
Most of the Silverado's body is made from high-strength steel and it has superior strength. The cargo bed is also made of steel and the model has some strong engine options. According to RepairPal, the Chevrolet Silverado has an above-average reliability rating based on how often the truck breaks down, the severity of the problem, and the cost to fix. IC Cars says an estimated 2.1% of Silverado 1500s resold in 2020, having registered 200,000 or more miles. However, real-life owners say the Silverado trucks can last much longer. For instance, this Chevy Silverado is still running after 1.2 million miles. Surely, you will have to spend some money to keep your vehicle running. For instance, drive belts, PCB valves, or plugs may require replacement at the 100 to 200,000 mile mark. But with adequate maintenance, you can ensure the costs are well within your budget. Number four, Nissan Titan. Well, I guess that why people buying pickup trucks. Sells from the problematic Nissan cars. Nissan Titan pickup is one of the models built to last from the car maker. Since its debut in 2004, the Nissan Titan has integrated itself into the American marketplace seamlessly. The Titan truck has a standard 5.6-liter V8 engine that generates a whopping 400 horsepower and has two and four-wheel drive options and a rugged body which drives its popularity. In 2020, IC car studies reported that 2.3% of Nissan Titan models were sold with over 200,000 miles on them. This 2008 Nissan Titan has clocked 499,000 miles with no major problems as per the owner. RepairPal looked at 17 full-size trucks and compared their reliability based on the frequency, cost, and severity of repairs. They ranked the Nissan Titan number two and gave it an above-average reliability score. Typically means there are fewer things to fail. 
2.8% of Tacomas showed over 200,000 miles on the odometer at the time of their sales transactions in 2020. And this 2008 Tacoma is still running after 1.5 million miles. Damn. That is great. If you appreciate all the information being condensed down to this video, please hit the like button down below. Number two, Honda Ridgeline. Yes, Honda does manufacture pickup trucks. The second generation Honda Ridgeline is the only player in the midsize pickup class with a car-like unibody instead of a conventional body-on-frame construction. It is basically a Honda Pilot with a cargo bed. The Ridgeline was Honda's first North American truck like the Honda year. It was later refreshed a couple of times and then discontinued in 2014 and returned for the 2017 model year. The first generation, especially from 2009 to 2014, received top marks from 3.5 VTA engine and upper oh. satisfaction. If you do a quick search on used Ridgelines with over 200,000 miles, you will be surprised. There are so many listings of Ridgelines with such high mileage, and they are cheap too. as cheap as you would expect. The standard 3.5 liter V6 engine is quiet and smooth. At the same time, it is an engine built to last. As for cargo, the Ridgeline has a composite bed that won't rust and is exceptionally difficult to dent. According to the study, 3.4% of Honda Ridgeline pickups listed for sale in 2020 had been driven more than 200,000 miles in the U.S. Number one, Toyota Tundra. I figured that way. There are few reasons why Toyota trucks last so long. When compared to the competition, Toyota trucks tend to use a simpler design and it isn't changed or updated as often. They figure out what works and stick with it. On that, it should be of no surprise to you that another of Toyota's pickups makes the list of long-lasting pickup trucks. Inside of the full-size truck, you will find some of the most durable components and trusted equipment for towing, off-roading, and more. Toyota trucks have built a reputation for being indestructible and driving well beyond 200,000 miles. An impressive 3.7% of Toyota Tundras showed over 200,000 miles on the odometer at the time of their sales transactions in 2020. It is no big deal if you see this Honville resident, Victor Shepard, officially trade in his 2007 Toyota Tundra with more than 1 million miles for a brand new Tundra. All you got it, Mike. We're out. Big Same black, mate. Texas, to be exact. The Tundra has had 75% more domestically made parts since 2007. Every Tundra has either been built in Texas or Princeton, Indiana since 2000. Well, that's good to know. And that ends. That ends this report. Mainly, its owner's maintenance habits, the terrain it drives on, environmental conditions, True. and usage habit. For instance, treating your truck like a race car or enduring too much stress on the engine. Some trucks, however, don't seem to care. They weather the storms and live to tell the tale. Hope you like this video. Thank you and... Anyway, that's it. And I hope you enjoyed this this report. I am going to be